0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, April 27th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base and Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture entertainment-related sort of spiel at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse Play, Disgusting, and more. And hopefully... Many more to come. But of this year, Locked on Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres on Twitter, or you can check out my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockout.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And for today's episode, guys, we got a special one. We're doing a crossover, baby, with Mr. Millard Shane Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks to start off this two-game series against the the D-backs, this crossover pod. And let me tell you guys... Millard is is living life right now. He's excited, getting hyped about his team uh, being a little bit, definitely not a pushover team, the Diamondbacks. I don't think they're particularly amazing or good, but definitely not a pushover. And Madison Bumgar had that, you know, we talk about that no-hitter thing a little bit. You know, was it a no-no? Does it actually count? And he asked me some questions about the Padres. Uh, Part one will be posted uh, today, and you can expect part two tomorrow as well as a recap of the game. Without further ado, guys, let's just, enough for me.
1: Let's get to it. All right. Back on the pod once again. We got another crossover coming for you guys. Guess who's on the pod? We got Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres back again. And he, I, I think I hear a little uh, fear in his voice. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Javi, how are you feeling right fear. now? Fear. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most f-
0: fabricated, <laughs> contrived thing I've ever heard. Fear is the last thing out of my mind. That is no disrespect to the time. X, I think I'm laughing right now. Yeah. Uh, just it, it's been crazy and what what prompted this is that just the other day you were on my locker room and guys i'm not kidding i mean i imagine your listeners will know this more but that is the happiest i've ever heard Miller in my life it was like the 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 crash talking but not in a like because you do like a conservative trash talk mm-hmm. sometimes. We're like, yeah, hey, we'll have to see. Like, it might happen. Now you're like, let's go. Eduardo Escobar is back. <laughs> you know, massive bum garner is no longer a bum. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this today. And I wasn't expecting to be as excited pre weekend uh, to be talking about the diebacks with you.
1: Yeah, well, uh, trash talking before. I never had anything to back me up, honestly. If I wanted to just <laughs> go out there on the limb, I could just go out there on the limb. But it's not like I had any fact or reason to back me up. But now, the D-backs are playing pretty well. You know, we got the next series coming up against the Padres. But before we talk about the series, I just want to ask you the overall thoughts so far about the Padres this season leading up, in, uh, leading up into this series. Because admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of Padres games. I'm usually Oof. just watching D-backs games. I didn't get to. Mm-hmm. Everyone was talking about it. You know, everyone was talking about it in our group chat. Yeah, yeah. The Padres. Can we get Padres-Dodgers 162? <laughs> Every game, just Padres-Dodgers. It's like, all right. Still got other the teams voice? out here. I'm still having fun watching the D-backs. Out here, you know, I'll be okay not uh, watching the Padres every day. I think it's okay that they only play a few times a year, you know, make it more <laughs> suspenseful, you know. But what are your thoughts so far of the Padres so far this season?
0: I mean, the way I mean, it emphasizes it like they've been so exciting lately. And what's funny is like they weren't good before this, though. They had, they had like a I, I, not good isn't the way to put it, but they, they had been hit a rough stretch. They ran to the Milwaukee Brewers, who Look, I think that's like a good team. I think that they're kind of got that Mets vibes. I think that they have just pitchers and nothing else right now, but the pitchers are legit, man. Brandon Woodruff's good. And Corbin Burns, who's having another good mm. game as we speak uh, currently against the Marlins, he's got five innings, one run on three hits, no walks, nine strikeouts, already another good uh, start seemingly for him at 70 pitches. And this guy, Trevor Rogers outdueling him. Uh, so shout out to Trevor Rogers. who has been awesome this year for the Marlins. Um, so I wasn't that upset. I was a little bit more upset about the third game loss and the fact you're getting sweeped by Milwaukee. And, you know, you, you lose to Nelson Lamette, who hopefully is going to be coming back. But in general, it's the momentum's on our side right now. And my my take, and maybe this is me setting up the defense. I know it's a strategy. All right, I, look, I'm doing it, but if the Padres were to lose both these games against the Diamondbacks, yeah. I think that I have to
1: <laughs> say it again. If they were to lose both of these games, I need to hear that again.
0: Uh, yeah. You could put that a ringtone or whatever and replay it oh. over and over again. Like it's that scene in baby driver. <laughs> um, look, I think that if they were to lose both games, even still, I would be like, look, it is, we will then be complaining because Padre fans do. And we'll be in the same situation we were after the Milwaukee sweep. And my thing will be, look how quickly things could change. So, Small sample sizes do matter. Tatis is just looking like, I mean, he's back, not just as a hitter, but just like every other intangible is just back, obviously, famously. This Trevor Bauer start, which was the talk of the weekend. It was the big story on or even around the horn was talking about it today. And I was watching, hearing their thoughts. Um, So I'm excited about the team. I'm excited that the team seems to be excited, I guess. And that it's not just about winning, but the kind of like the little bit of their spark is coming back.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Denelson Lamette there. Uh, When is he coming back? Because I know he got, like, hurt again in that start. He did come back. Apparently he wasn't ready after months off. Uh, You know, it it looked like there was some negative pushback against the training staff of the Padres. So what's up with his deal and his injuries? Yeah, so, like, that was the thing is I went, like,
0: on this giant rant last week on my podcast where I was like, so Lamette's on the IL again. And my rant was – it was, like – I'm going to say it was, like, 30%. I'm being very – liberal with that i i honestly think it was like 50 percent. where i was upset at yeah them losing and not playing well and their offense is awful and tommy fam it, it just can't hit the ball at all right um another guy who's injured but mm. i was mostly upset with just this consistent like like vibe of the, the i i've been trying my best not to say narrative lately i gotta come up with a better mm. word but um this consistent thing lately where the Padres always are on the bad end of some health related thing. It's Mike Clevenger in the playoffs. It's Denelson lament and Clevenger in general being hurt right before the playoffs. And then lament is they, they don't really explain what happened to him. And then eight months later, all the rehab, he, it's full go. He's ready to go. And then he's on the IL against, and then with forearm tightness, which isn't
1: um, encouraging, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I guess is the way hey, to say it. As long it. as he doesn't see Dr. James Andrews now. And apparently he's expected to throw.
0: And he's expected to they're shooting for him to make a start in 10 days uh, after 10 mm. days is in 10 days from I think it was the 22nd I'm looking at looking at right now so that's my thing that I'm more pissed off about is that that and as well with the Tatis thing where people are kind of pretending that it's like yeah well you know he has this shoulder thing like, uh, he's been injured with his shoulder before there is a difference you have never made it clear that he could just explode apparently but his swing the bat. so I'm still while Tatis looks really great I'm the batting side of things, the defensive side of things yeah. is a whole nother story leads the league in errors right now. Not great. So unfortunately that part of 2019 Tatis seems to be making a return. Hopefully he can bounce back from that, clean up the mistakes, but that it's just concerning this thing. It's always with the Padres. You have Clevenger, you have Mona Hon, who just got his Tommy John surgery. You have all these guys that it makes you worried. It makes you worried as a mm-hmm. Padres fan since they're always so cagey with injuries. Um, it's one of those things that I just have to see. And I have to see if they're being legit, and if they're gonna try this out and if Lamet's gonna be healthy, then cool. If not, then I don't know what to say. Like it's just, yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
0: Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into someone's life guys they're available now through mother's day only on bluenow.com. just search the words 10 by 10 this collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and it's fairly priced so you can give that person something special and truly meaningful the ring from Platte Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. They're remarkable even. They're, they're electric, talented, super peculiar, spectacular, whatever words you want to use. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless it would make the perfect gift. It really would. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that your special someone will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10x10 10 10, only at bluenile.com. And now, guys, let me quickly talk to us. shift gears for a second. Vroom, vroom, if you guys know what I mean. Of course, you know what I mean. We're talking about cars, and more specifically, we are talking about rockauto.com, who first and foremost are a family business, and they've been serving online customers for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything. Engine control modules, tail lamps, all new carpet. They have everything, and it can be delivered directly to your door quickly. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com always reliably low. And they're the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. You guys are really smart you don't want to spend twice as much for the same parts. Come on now, guys. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And one last thing, guys, before we get back to Millard. Tomorrow, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. That's right. Tomorrow, guys, get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th
1: to May 1st. And now, guys, back to Millard. Yeah, and that Tatis shoulder thing was weird because at one point there was reports coming out that he might miss the rest of the season. And then I was like, oh, he's back a week later and he's hitting bombs against yeah. the Dodgers. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. But it sounds like there could be some Brooklyn Nets vibes with the Padres. How do you feel about that analogy? We love going cross sports. Yeah, we love doing that. But but, but what do you mean exactly by Brooklyn Nets? You're just in terms like, of injury, just in terms just of injury, injury, a lot okay. of talent. But, you know, mm-hmm. they might not be able to stay healthy enough to win. I'll
0: go even more cross sport. It's San Diego chart. To keep it sort of local, and I mean San Diego specifically. Okay, I was going to say LA Chargers still say thing, but that's a team known for having incredible talent, getting hurt all the time. But granted, they've never had you know three of the most exciting players of the league on their team at the the same time. I mean, maybe back when you know LT was on that team, but um, not to get two Chargers on here because the Padres fans will get mad at me. But um, yeah, that that's that's true. There is a little bit of vibes there. The thing with the the Nets, of course, is just the Durant. They're just in and out all the time, and Mm -hmm. Kyrie just. I guess he's just earned the ability to just take off sometimes. Leave when he wants. And, and hey, if Harden's going to keep playing well and they're going to be a high seed and they're okay with that, then more power to him, I guess. I, I, to a degree, the NBA regular season at this point does start to be kind of monotonous and nobody cares anymore. we like, just start the playoffs. But anyway, um, yeah, there is a concern that the Padres are becoming this injury, you know, infirmary tank uh, for guys. Um, I'm hoping that Tatis is going to stay relatively healthy for the rest of the year and the lament thing is the ultimate fingers crossed and I will not be surprised by any outcome he could go in and literally throw one pitch and they could take him out of the game and I wouldn't be surprised
1: yeah lament's coming off that impressive season last year where he looked like a true Cy Young candidate so if you yeah, can add him back and yeah add him back into into the mix with the way Darvish and especially Joe Musgrove has been pitching oh, yeah, I mean man. that that's gonna be a nasty rotation Blake Snell I think he's still trying to look to come around a little bit I mean he had what mm-hmm. that one star earlier where he like pitched like not even one inning and then it was taken yeah. out the game it was but. the Pittsburgh start too yeah, against the Oddly Pirates, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on there. Why'd they do that? Honestly,
0: yeah, he hasn't shown his ace stuff yet. Mm. Part of me, part of my conspiracy theory is that he's getting used to again playing for a team that will actually let him pitch for a extended amount of innings. That could be it because the Rays literally like last year and the year before they would have starts that they'd keep him in for two innings, he'd strike out four, give up no hits, and then he's just out because that's just you know the Rays. And mm. maybe he is getting used to that a little bit, but still, bottom line is. You know, I I do think I even that start when he only when he didn't last one inning, I was I was still a little bit surprised. I'm like, I know he's awful right now, but you don't want to like you're just going to make it a bullpen day. All of a sudden I was very confused by that. So hopefully this there isn't I just we were just talking about injuries. Hopefully there isn't something else behind the scenes or whatever, I know he's pushed back against the stuff. And he's like, look, guys, you know, in the very, Blake's not a funny way of talking, by the way, <laughs> in his own, you know, version. He's just like, yeah, you know, look, guys, nobody cares that the first bunch of starts, I get it. Log season or whatever and all these things. So hopefully it's not too bad when he's in, he looks pretty good uh, for the most part, but he has not been quite what they paid for in terms of prospects just yet. But bottom line, I still have faith in the guy. He's still got awesome stuff, and yeah, and and on top of that, on top of all this, if Met comes back and Snell starts returning to form, you got Musgrove, like you said, being a breakout, and Ryan Weathers is another mm-hmm. low key one who's performing really well. We'll have to see about him. Uh, you still have Mackenzie Gore in the bank. He's yeah. just you're playing with extra parts basically. You're like, all right, we got the best pitching prospect in baseball too. So.
1: Yeah, we're going to get into Ryan Weathers and I do want to talk about him a little bit when we get mm-hmm. into these game previews, but I just want to talk about the offense a little bit to see if you had any concern because of course we're early in the season. It's a small sample size, as everyone uh-huh. loves to say, small uh-huh. sample sizes. But I was just looking <laughs> at some of the team stats in the National League and the Padres right now are third worst in both strikeouts and slugging percentage and have an OPS of 628 with uh, runners in scoring position. That's even worse than the D-backs. So do you feel the Padres, are kind of home run happy or are they trying to swing for the fences too much what's what's gone into some of these clutch troubles for the Padres this season
0: yeah for sure I mean like Hosmer's been okay he's probably been the best uh player on the team in terms of some of those clutch stats mm-hmm. uh, he's been getting big singles when it counts and guess especially against the Dodgers which is awesome but uh yeah they're very look and the way I kind of balance is this they're seventh and on-base percentage, which is good. And the problem is, of course, they're not hitting anybody once they draw those walks, once they get those singles. It's double plays, it's strikeouts, it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. But think this is a team that for years ranked literally near like the top three worst in terms of on-base percentage for years. So it is an encouraging sign that that is clearly legit, is that they have got they have guys that will see more pitches, draw some walks, and just simply get on base. They've got some fast players, Fam, Tatis, um, um, Mateo is pretty fast you know and, and Tommy Pham um, like there's there's plenty of speed on this team to kind of make it well-rounded not just slugger happy like they had when they had Hunter and Fran Reyes, right so that's the good news but on the other hand I'm like I think at some point it has to just regress to the mean I can't I I refuse to believe that this team with all these guys that are batting still pretty well well Myers is having a good season Eric Hosmer Manny Machado hasn't gotten into his MVP form yet Mm -hmm. same thing for him last year too though last year he was the same way he started off a little bit slow but he's still been solid so it's with the exception of Tommy Pham there hasn't been like a real disaster player so far especially since Tatis went nuclear this weekend so I'm expecting everything to at least be like a top 10 caliber offense. And I don't I don't think that's too much to expect. And obviously they have like top three upside as we saw last year. They have that upside, but at the minimum, I would be shocked if you told me that the Padres fin- fish, finished with like the 20th best offense in the league. I'd be shocked. I would be. Hold
1: up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
0: Look, guys, here's the thing. Bet Online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on the way and Kentucky Derby is back. First leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Really exciting stuff. So get all the latest nudes, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including, obviously, MLB Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC UFC, UFC UFC, or MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline or your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit remember to use the promo code locked on guys bet
1: online your online sportsbook experts so on the other side, the Padres pitching, though, to say something positive oh, about yeah, the team, man. it's been elite. They lead Woo! the NL and ERA. So, But do you feel, since they are leading right now, that that can have a regression to the mean? Maybe the pitching comes down a little mm-hmm. bit, or do you just feel like this team is built through pitching, and that's what's going to carry you guys through the playoffs?
0: I think it could regress a little bit. I think that you can expect someone like Musgrove to go backwards just a little bit. I do think that it's legit. I like that he throws his cutter a lot more. It's not just uptick in curveball usage he's using a lot of different pitches to make up for the fact that his fastball isn't particularly a wipeout pitch which is great i love it when pitchers do that so all the incentives all the people were talking about him at the deadline last year as a sneaky get uh seems to be proven true that this guy might have turned the corner but i would be a little bit surprised if the guy finishes with an ERA under one like i'd be very shocked by that right so that i expect to regress and Chris Paddock, I'm I he might be just what he is at this point. I don't really know what to think of that guy anymore. Uh, to an extent I don't know what his upside is. I'm just worried that without a third pitch he might not be much, but I believe in you Darvish, and I believe that Blake Snell is going to start turning in some some awesome quality starts. So I think that part is legit, maybe not best in the league, but in terms of the ERA thing, I do think that bullpen has slept on sometimes. Yeah, Emily Pagan can be pretty good. Ryan Weathers has helped out with us too, uh, who's now, you know, has started a couple games uh, against the Dodgers of all teams. But I do think that Pomeranz, Mark Melanson, who has been awesome, Keone Kella got kind of blown up the other day, but for the most part, he's a solid uh, bullpen piece, too. It looks like they elected to go the route of saving and not putting their money all in one basket, whichever Rosenthal, and instead they decided to split it between Keone Kella and Mark Melanson. That's paid dividends for them. So I think to an extent, I think maybe, you know, maybe a top six that would, you know, to be conservative with it. I think that, yes, you can expect maybe a little bit of regression there, but not a lot. It's not like you, Darvish, is someone that we're like, oh, yeah, who's this guy? Where'd this guy come from? There's actual, like, numbers and reason to believe. Uh, this isn't someone like, a, say, not to be mean, but like a Jake Arrieta, who is just doing really well right now. But I, I it would not surprise me at all if that guy just started giving up, like, six runs after this.
1: Yeah, and Mark Melanson, uh, he might be the most like underrated closer of the last yeah. decade, honestly. Like that he dude is just consi- be. <laughs> that dude just consistently great. <laughs> yeah, like every year. He's Doesn't a not throw fast, but he locates, man. Yeah, and I got him on my fantasy team. So I love what he's doing this year. And <laughs> you jump- love your fantasy teams. <laughs> I love it. My I'm in I'm undefeated right now. My team is just Ooh. crushing. And I even got guys like Ketel Marte injured. So you know how good my team is out here. We're built by pitching. I told you taking Shane Bieber was the right (laughs) move. Ground, that would have been a good move too. They've both been studs this year. So I don't think going either way would have been a problem. And Joe Musgrove, I mean, that dude has just been electric this year. I mean, I don't have to tell you the no-hitter this year. Everything else he's done this year uh, been absolutely phenomenal for uh, the Padres this year. And... Speaking of Chris Paddock, he's on the mountain. Oh, thank God. On the I thought you
0: were going to do another transition there. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> speaking of no-no, and then you were going to transition to your team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should
1: I get to the no-no, the mad bum no-no? Right are now, are you or- in on that? You think it's a no-no? Uh, I officially, I mean, of course, officially it's not, but I-, I don't think officially it should be counted just because it is seven innings. I mean, I, mm-hmm. we've seen countless no-nos be given up with two outs in the ninth. So I don't think a seven inning mm-hmm. no-no should count officially. I-, I think it should count if we're okay with putting asterisks in the record books. If you're okay with yeah. putting an asterisk, then I'm okay putting it in the record book. If you're denoting that it was only a seven inning no-no. Other mm-hmm. than that, if you're not going to put an asterisk, then I'm okay with it not being officially in the no-no book because it's official in my book first quality start by mass Bumgarner in and his d my existence i love it <laughs> yeah, my I w- existence. man he was just one game away from doing it against you guys that would have been crazy
0: i know <laughs> i was i was honestly kind of looking forward to it because i just know that like i'd be messaging you back and forth being like i swear if they
1: lose today to mass and bum but uh yeah i mean good for him yeah it, i mean <laughs> it was great <laughs> literally his best start in his d-backs uniform coming off Another good start. So back to back, good starts for from Bum Garner. We might be cooking something here in the desert, but on the bump tomorrow, we got Chris Paddock versus Merrill Kelly. So we were talking about Chris Paddock a little bit and just looking mm. at his numbers. He's only given up seven earned runs this year but he's given up 14 runs total only half yeah. of those have been earned so how has that even been possible what have you been seeing from chris paddock he seems to only have a three yeah a pitch arsenal fastball change up curveball yes
0: yeah, some errors both by Hosmer and tatis whether it be on the throw or not catching a ball like the thing with chris paddock is he looks the same as last year a guy who is really struggling to have a fastball that intimidates hitters even in the slightest slightest and while the changeup is awesome it's an elite i would argue it's one of the best changeups in the league he just can't seem to make up for the deficiencies in the rest of his game. Um, it, it's just everything. And when people hit him, it's like hard contact. And this was one of the issues uh, last year. You could go look at his StatCast page if you want to. like Got Hard hit up. rate, exit velo, everything last year was just a disaster. I haven't checked it this year. But he's been – look, if he's your number four or number five, it's not as bad. Like this is a team that improved. Um, I, like I can't imagine what the Padres look like now if they didn't have – Darvish, Snell, and and Joe Musgrove. I'm like, oh god, I don't I don't know how many games we're winning. Like th- that that's probably a disastrous rotation because LeMets injured. So, thankfully, um, those guys are here. But Paddock, in general, I don't know, man. I know some Padres fans are feeling. Uh, should he go to the bullpen? He might if he doesn't start showing stuff stuff soon. He might in the future because, like I mentioned before, we have Mackenzie Gore coming up and Ryan Weathers is performing really well. So it might just be a case of. They won't have room for him in the rotation anymore. They're gonna be like, "All right, you're going in the in the bullpen now. Maybe your future is a closer. Hopefully, he succeeds in that role too. I wouldn't be shocked if he can kind of, uh, you know, improve there. But you know, it's not that he's throwing too slow. It's just, man, that ball has no vertical movement when he throws it. Man, and hitters are just waiting for him, and they tee up on him every time.
1: Yeah, and do you also think the fact that, like, at his stat cast page, he pretty much only throws two pitches, honestly, just yep. a fastball changeup. And yep. just like a Luke Weaver, that's what he's doing this season, and it's had mixed results, honestly. Do you feel like he needs to add a breaking pitch to his arsenal? Or yeah, just he threw – he, yeah, he threw like uh like two cutters in total last year or something like that
0: in like his last start, which makes me almost wonder if he threw him accidentally. Um, <laughs> that's what that's the type of thing, right? And the curveball, like he started that. That's what people got excited about is last year in spring training before 2020 started. He started experimenting with that. I was like, all right, good. Like this is a good sign. This is what pitchers do. I mean, you're already seeing you know Tyler Glass now who's added another pitch. I'm not trying to compare the two, but like Uh you need to start adding, especially when you only have two pitches, you're throwing your, your fastball, like 60% of the time. And if that thing is getting hit all the time, then I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, and then the problem is that the curveball when he does throw it, that thing hangs. I mean, I'm talking like a Madison Bumgarner type meatball that he throwing (laughs) in there. You you love using that term. You're like, Oh, he's throwing meatballs. You know, (laughs) Hey, I have to take my shot. I refuse to not to. It's, 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 it's it's me. We're talking about here, but
1: we'll see who's laughing after this series. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) So uh, hopefully uh, he can improve there. Yeah. It's one of those things where, I want to add a third pitch, but that was really discouraging. And I, I did monitor him a little bit during spring training. I just wanted to see, is he throwing another pitch more? He isn't really. He seems to only be this is his two pitch thing. And that makes me wonder, is he destined for the bullpen? You know, and it's not that like throwing only two pitches is by default awful. Uh, You know, what I mean, like, it's okay to have a pitch that you rely on more, uh, as we were just talking about with Musgrove and all these guys, right? But not every pitcher is you Darvish who has 17 pitches, right? And including one called the Supreme, which is the best name for anything arguably ever. So you don't always have to be like those guys, but especially when your main primary pitch is just getting absolutely turned on. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Thankfully, he hasn't been total disaster, but it's still a lot of the reason for that is because, like you said, seven earned runs versus 14 total runs allowed. So, yeah, uh, yeah, not the best thing about the Padres right now.
1: And as a D-backs fan this year, I've seen the same thing from Luke Weaver because last year, the biggest issue for him was his breaking pitches, his curveballs and things like that got crushed a lot. And this year, he just took his breaking pitches away. He's throwing 95% of the time, just fastball changeup. He just (laughs) made it easier. He just took away all those other pitches and it's worked out for him kind of. I mean, he has a couple of starts where it's like, eh, a couple of starts where he's looked really good. So the results technically have been better than 2020 season. So I guess it could work out for you, depending on if you could really locate those pitches. And if you're just, you know, hitting the corners every time and doing all those cliche things. But uh, Mm. I'm curious to see what Chris Paddock looks like tomorrow, because he's going against uh, a guy in Merrill Kelly who has been one of the worst pitchers in baseball this season so far. He leads the National League, I believe in both earned runs and hits allowed uh, before uh, this most recent start. Uh b- before the the fourth start was made by all these starters this week. So Merrill Kelly has not been good this year for the D back. So I, I, I'm not sure if it's gonna be a pitching duel tomorrow. Definitely not on the D back <laughs> side. So if yeah. Chris Paddock have a pretty good game because the dude is not old, he's still only 25 years old looking at yeah, his age. That's the so thing. He can still, still really. add, yeah, he can still add to his arsenal, but And
0: cut, everybody. That is it for part one of my chat with Mr. Miller Thomas of Locked On Dimebacks. Before we finish up here, guys, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukaski updates you. The legendary host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to do that. I listen to it every morning. It just sums up everything real quick. And I've been on that podcast. Talk with my man Pete. Uh, the legendary Pete, I've been talking with him a lot lately. He's had me a lot a bunch of times, so you might hear me if you tune in. So be sure to do that, guys. In terms of the future of this podcast, for tomorrow, we're going to be recapping uh, the events of today's game. Of course, doing my quick little game recap. Hopefully, Chris Pack can give me something to talk about. I would really love that. And hopefully, we can shut Millard up, you know, and just stop that crazy man uh, from getting too, uh, getting too cocky, I guess, about his team. Uh, and then, of course, on Wednesday, we'll be doing part two of our discussion where I ask him some questions about the D-backs. Uh, as well, so looking forward to that tomorrow, might even have a chat uh, with Ben Caspic of Lockdown Giants coming at you later this week for the Giants series, and I might be having Aram Layton on of Lockdown Marlins and Lockdown MLB Prospects to give some of his takes on some Padres pitching stuff, namely Mr. Ryan Weathers, might have to have him come on guys, so stay tuned guys, as usual, the pot is packed with all the good stuff. You've been listening today to the Locked On Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple, uh, Overcast, wherever, wherever. And while you're at it, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app if you are on there. If you send me a five-star review in there, also send me a question and I will answer it on the show. It's your reward for getting a five-star review in there. Yes, this is absolutely me bribing you guys to give me positive reviews. Uh, But, yes, remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my fire Faithful homies. Take care.